Today's episode of Locked On MLB is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, which is the number one spot for all your online betting needs. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And now we're going to start Locked On MLB. Locked on MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you're watching me right here, check out my lower third. You can always call me Sully. I am a Emmy-nominated television producer for my work on all sorts of shows across television. I've been a filmmaker, a writer, a comedian, and I've been a podcaster for the last 10-some-odd years. I've been part of the Lockdown Podcast Network since 2019, back when things were normal. <laughs> we didn't think they were normal then, but boy, we did not know any better. Hey, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at our handle, which is Locked On MLB Pods. You can follow me, I'm your pal, Sully, Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. If you happen to be watching us on the live stream, uh, throw in a question. Hey, it's uh, David S. Blaine, by the way, is uh, following us. Thanks for jumping aboard. And anyone else who wants to jump aboard and say anything along with us, uh, you know, feel free. Jump right on. Jump right on. In fact, I'll just show you where's David S. Blaine. There he is. There he is. Say, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, Hey, uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun things on today's show. Um, And But as David, as Blaine is on there saying hello and listening to the show, I want to address another comment that I got, not on Twitter or on Instagram, but actually on YouTube. Some of you are watching us on YouTube. Uh, A long-time fan of the show who goes by panorama jazz band and panorama brass band uh that's not his given name uh that's the band that uh part of it and is a fan of the show he was talking about the show that i did um maybe maybe a couple of days ago where i was praising the heck out of uh, dusty baker and i was talking about the uh the astros chances and along the way, talking about the wild card in general. And um, now, just one thing you need to know about Pedro Jazz Band, Pedro Brass Band, say that five times fast. Rabid Baltimore Orioles fan constantly comments about the Orioles on the YouTube page. This is what he said As of 8 12 of that podcast, I've heard you discuss the Yanks, the Rays, the Jays, the Twins, and the Red Sox. Anybody else in the AL wildcard race worth mentioning? Ha ha. I think I know what he means. Um, Baltimore. Now, look at, I, I don't mean to say anything and disparaging about my current favorite jazz band and brass band out there. There's about 20 games left of the season. And the Baltimore Orioles are four games back. Four games back. And everything's going to have to go right. Everything is going to have to go right 
for the Orioles to realistically have a spot in the wild card round this year. Now, let's just take a quick look at something. And you know I love to do this. Let's go back to, let's see, you know, when they went on a big win streak and they beat Oakland 8-1 to one on, uh, it was just before Labor Day. They beat up Oakland 8-1, to one, and with that, they crept within uh, a game and a half, two games of the lost column of Toronto. And since that day, uh, Baltimore has gone 4-6, and six, which is not horrible, but not what you're supposed to be doing. They were going to face Toronto. They were on the cusp. If they had won the series against Toronto, they would have pulled within half a game. If they swept them, they would have overtaken them. Instead, they lost that series to Toronto. They played four games, and they lost three of them. You can't do that. You got swept in a doubleheader at home, and then they wound up losing a series to Boston. You can't do that. You can't lose a series to Boston, of which one game the Red Sox scored 17 runs, another game they scored one run, and the Red Sox won both of them. Now, they won both of the games against Washington, and now they're going to be playing Toronto uh, over this weekend. And uh, now look at what is happening in Baltimore is fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I make I'm just I'm I'm looking this up here right now. So they're they're right now there are they are four games behind Toronto and Tampa Bay in the loss column. So if they beat up Toronto in this series, and they wind up playing Houston and the Yankees and Toronto again, sure, there is a there is an outside possibility that they can come in and really contend. But, you know, even if they don't, and they probably won't, even if they don't, the Baltimore Orioles have laid down a tremendous foundation for 2023 and beyond. And you take a look at this team, yeah, they, they shouldn't have traded Trey Mancini. The Mancini has been kind of a bust in Houston. They have Santander. They have Mullins. They have Ramon Urias. They have Austin Hayes. They have, um, you know, Gunnar Henderson getting hits left and right. Rutschman looks like a star. Mountcastle is still only 25. Rugan Dorr is only 28. And the likes of Wells and Kremer and Bradish are all in the right side of 25. Uh, Wells is over. But, I mean... They are a good young team. And for the first time since Buck Showalter let, uh, you know, uh, Ubaldo Jimenez face Juan Encarnacion in the wildcard game, the Orioles are relevant for the first time. And it's a fun team. It's a team that is taking that first step. And I'll tell you something. The team that, you know, sometimes you have to have a transition year especially if you've been irrelevant for a few years. And you saw that with, and the, the example I always love to give is Kansas City turned things around in 20, in 2013. And they had a winning season. They contended. They didn't make the playoffs, but they contended. And that core of players, the Moustakases, the Perez, the uh, uh, Lorenzo Cain, the Eric Hosmer, the Gore, every, you know, they're, they all worked well together, played well together, played meaningful games down the stretch, came up short, but the next year were ready to really contend. And they wound up winning back-to-back pennants winning the World Series in 2015. Orioles fans 
should hope to have a run like that. So, you know, yeah, I think it might be a stretch to call the Orioles still legit contenders at this point. But, we first of all, they could play well down the stretch and basically, uh, you know, give the fans hope for, you know, some fun down the stretch and everything like that. But they can also lay down such a terrific foundation, such legitimate groundwork to have something to be happy about in Baltimore. And do you know what? Baseball's just better when the Orioles are good. They're a great franchise. They play in one of the best stadiums in all of baseball. They have a wonderful history, a wonderful tradition. And when the Orioles are doing well, Baltimore loves that team. And now they have young players they can get attached to. And if they don't mess this up, if they go out and they get like maybe one or two decent parts to place in the middle of this team and move forward into 2023, maybe with one veteran pitcher to put in there, maybe one big veteran hitter to sort of anchor the DH spot. This Orioles team, is they could be in a better place than Tampa and Boston and might be able to take a shot at the Yankees and the Rays. Absolutely. So look at, I'm sorry I neglected to talk to him about that particular day. Maybe there was nothing to talk about with them, but who knows? What I'm saying is I want my favorite jazz band, Brass Band, to get off my back a little bit about not harping about their Orioles all the time. I would love to see them do well. I'd love to see them win. And Rutschman and Gunner, they these all look like the real players to build a foundation for the next bunch of years. It's probably not going to be this year. But next year, who knows? Who knows? Maybe next year the Baltimore Orioles could become that surefire bet to make themselves a playoff team. And if you're going to make any bets, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchup news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hey, uh, I read... A an interesting quote, and it's strange that it's interesting about Aaron Judge and his quest to set the American League home run record this year. And notice how I phrase that: he is on, he is on a rampage to earn that. Now let's open up BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of planet Earth. Aaron Judge is well; either he's going to win the MVP or Otani. I'm going to give it to Judge just because of everything he's done in terms of the offensive power. Do you like traditional stats? Do you not like these fancy sabermetric stats? Well, how about runs? Judge has scored the most runs. How about home runs? He's hit the most home runs. How about RBIs? He's the most RBIs. How about walks? He has the most walks. He has the highest on-base percentage, the highest slugging percentage. And if you like some more, you know, more stats, He's uh, as the highest OPS. He is the highest OPS plus. He has the most total bases. He's doing everything that you could absolutely want. 
And if you like some of the more, you know, stranger stats that I don't understand in the slightest, um, let's see, base out wins added, he leads the league. Situation wins added, leads the league. Win probability added, leads the league. Base out run scores, leads the league. Uh, power speed number, second. Who's he second to? Power speed number, second to, um, oh, I don't even know what that. I don't even know what power speed number uh, to uh, Rodriguez in uh, Seattle. If you like traditional stats, you like sabermetric stats. He is the highest war. If you like just the eyeball test, he does everything right. There is no reason. He is absolutely, in my opinion, the MVP of the American League. I'd be stunned if he doesn't win it. Absolutely stunned if he doesn't win it. He's sitting at 57 home runs, 5-7, as he's approaching the American League record for home runs in a single season, which is Roger Maris, which is seventh all-time in the single-season home run record. Now, there are many people who believe Roger Maris remains the king of the all-time home run for the American and National League, which leads to the quote that uh, was sent to me, which is, 73 is the record in my book, referring to Bonds. Uh, No matter what people want to say about that era of baseball, for me, they went out there, hit 73 home runs and 70 home runs, and that, to me, is what the record is. Now, the strange thing is that that's a controversial statement. Roger Maris sits at seventh in the all-time single-season home run record. Ahead of him is, that's with 61. Sammy Sosa hit 63 in 1999, 64 in 2001. Mark McGuire hit 65 in 1999. Sosa hit 66 in 1998. McGuire hit 70 in 1998. Barry Bonds hit 73 in 2001. Babe Ruth's 60 home runs from 1927 is now eighth all time. And you have to go down uh, the, the most home runs by an American leaguer not on the Yankees is uh, Jimmy Fox and Hank Greenberg each got 58 home runs. Uh, Carlos Stanton is on the list, by the way, but as a Marlin. So right now, Judge is tied for the 15th highest single-season home run record. Okay, look it. He makes a great point, and he makes a great point in that, look it, you may not like the fact that I rattled off Bonds, a couple by McGuire, a couple by Sosa ahead of Roger Maris. But that's what it is. I can prove it in a court of law. Now, you may not like that. You may not personally respect it as much, but that's the case. Sometimes you have to put those asterisks in your head, kind of like how I don't acknowledge that the sequels of Jaws exist, and I try not to think about the Star Wars prequels. I can watch them without acknowledging that they exist. But they're there, whether I like them or not. Back to baseball, you may look at the 2007 World Series and have your head slightly tilted like the RCA dog because, ah, there were some shenanigans going on there. They were, but history has recorded that the Astros won the 2017 World Series, just like the 
Cincinnati Reds defeated the White Sox in the 1919 World Series, even though we know that the White Sox threw the series. That's the whole point of Shirley's Joe. That's the whole point of Feel the Dreams was the scandal of the blown World Series or the thrown World Series, I meant to say. Now, you may not look at that the same way you would look at other World Series championships, but the fact of the matter is the Reds did, in fact, win it. Whether it was on the level or not, I don't know. We've learned a lot about the Bobby Thompson home run against the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1951 that they were using an elaborate uh, system, including binoculars and everything. And so Bobby Thompson's home run may not have been on the level. But the fact of the matter is it happened. It existed. And that's how we have our record book. Now, if you're mad about that, I really can't do anything about it. You don't have to like it. I didn't like the Attack of the Clones and the Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith and all that stuff. And these new ones, forget it. I don't even I don't even remember what happened in The Rise of Skywalker. So I don't have to acknowledge those. I can enjoy and appreciate the Star Wars movies I like with and and sort of block out those other ones. But I have to admit they exist. You may not like Bonds and Maguire and Sosa on that list. And I totally understand. But the fact of the matter is they exist. They exist and they're real. Whether you want them to be real, whether they are the ones in your mind, that's a you issue. And I'm not going to tell, I would never in 10 quadrillion years, I would not go back a long time ago to a galaxy far, far away to tell someone to look at Bonds with the same reverence as they would for Ruth. But remember, they did the same thing to Maris by putting a freaking asterisk next to his uh, statistics when it happened. There were people who didn't acknowledge Maris, which makes me think in 10, 20 years, people will be respecting Bonds and Sosa McGuire left and right. I think they'll absolutely be doing that when people look back and say, why aren't McGuire and Sosa in the Hall of Fame? Why not? That's what will happen a generation or so from now. But Judge is right. Now, if he gets these home runs and passes Maris, being the all-time American League single-season home run champion is nothing to sneeze at. That's quite an impressive. And in fact, it is strange with all the home runs flying out and all the 60 home run seasons that took place during the steroid era that they were all national leaguers and not American leaguers who passed the 60 home run mark. You don't have to like it, but it's real. It happened. It's tangible. I can prove it in the court of law. They are the home run champions. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to acknowledge it. But we can't live in the different reality. That is what the record book says. If you don't like it, well, root for someone to break it. All right, we got a big weekend going on here. But hey, we got the chat going on here. So let's see what's going on in the chat right now. Um, David Samuel says, I'm a fan of the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, New York Yankees, New York Mets, Toronto Blue Jays, Pittsburgh Pirates, 
Cincinnati Reds, and the Miami Marlins. So well, here's what I like about David. He casts a wide net. That's a pretty dang wide net. So I, I think in some ways you you may be happy this year. You certainly a lot of the teams you root for are going to be in the postseason. I'm not and and David, uh, you're 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 a, you're a good fan, and um, you know you're a good fan, and obviously you dig you dig your teams. There's if you're watching, there it is. I'm, I'm posting it on there. Um, here's the question I'm going to ask you. Because, yes, you could like all those teams. And I think you could like more than one team. I'm not going to tell someone how to like something, how to feel joy. The question for you would be, if one of those teams faced off, which one are you rooting for? And you kind of have to almost create like a, a tournament of the brain. Yeah, you like the Blue Jays and the Marlins and the Reds and the Dodgers and da 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 If they face each other off, and it gets down to that final game, that final pitch. Who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Um, hey, uh, also, you wrote that uh, the Mets massacred the Pirates. Yeah, they did. And it was a much-needed win for the Mets. Here's a question I have. It was Roberto Clemente Day. And they were wearing number 21. There was a great ceremony involving Clemente's son and, and grandson and everything like that. Why wasn't that game played in Pittsburgh? Why was that game played at City Field? Seriously, Clemente played for the Pirates. Why couldn't they have played at the Clemente Day at the home of Roberto Clemente? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yes, indeed, the Mets got that win. Much, much needed win for there. Uh, there's someone whose name is, oh, it's, it's, I'm going to pronounce it Sukit. Sukit, how about that? Uh, your thoughts, if the Giants, I assume, can get them, meaning uh, Aaron Judge? No. Um, I do think Aaron Judge is going to go back to the Yankees. I think it's just going to come down to it. I think he's going to win the MVP. I think the Yankees are going to go, you know, play in the, as deep as they can in the postseason. The Yankees can't afford to not resign him. So there you go. Um, Sukit says, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is good. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to like. If you liked it, great. If you liked it, fantastic. Um, I didn't care for it, but, uh, it's also because I'm very precious with my Star Wars. I admit I'm a 50 year old dude who grew up on Star Wars Empire and Jedi. So the new ones feel a little weird to me. If I grew up with these, they might be my movies. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little precious with my Star Wars. I'm the first to admit it. Uh, Bond's in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Should he be? Absolutely. He's one of the greatest players in baseball history. And someone did the calculations. If he just kept up his stats with the same level as he did before he ballooned up, would he, if he have passed um, Mays and Aaron? No, he merely would have been the equivalent of Stan Musial, who also was one of the 10 greatest players of all time. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Should be in the Hall of Fame. You don't have to like him. There's a lot of players in the Hall of Fame I don't like. A lot of people in the Hall of Fame I don't like. Take out Tom Yawkey. Take out Bobby Cox. I don't like them, but they're in there. You don't have to like Bonds, but he belongs in there. Do you think the Cardinals, uh, so you think 
Oh, who do you think will make the wild cards is what Sukhan asked. I thought he was asking me if I thought the Cardinals were going to make the wild card. I think the Cardinals are going to win the division. They could win the World Series. Uh, I don't see any real surprises in the wild card right now. The America, I mean, I, I talked a little bit about Baltimore. Baltimore is the only team knocking on a wild card berth. Uh, and they've got a long, long road to make up in only 20 games. Mariners, Blue Jays, and Rays. And with only 20 games remaining and basically one game in the loss column separating those three teams, frankly, that is the definition of a coin toss. I'll go on a limb and I'll say the the Blue Jays will have the best overall record and Seattle and Tampa Bay will also be in there just because I like their talent. Now, the National League wildcard race is actually interesting because the Brewers have pulled to within one game in the loss column, one and a half game overall of San Diego for one of the wildcard positions. So that could get interesting down the stretch. I think Philadelphia is, is securing their spot. I think San Diego is going to hold on and Milwaukee will be on the outside looking in. Um, AL and NL MVPs, uh, Judge, and I say Goldschmidt. Cy Young, um, you know, if you asked me just a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said um, Verlander in the American League. Um, I may still do that. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 tough. It's tough for me right now. Um, but um, hmm. uh, do you want? I'll just I'll stick with Verlander until further notice. Uh, Sandy Alcant- Alcantara is in the uh, National League for me. Uh, comeback player. I haven't given it any thought yet. Uh, uh, the rules changes. Talk about the rules changes on the Monday episode. Um, and uh, don't be sorry, Suki. What the heck's your problem? Um, the rule changes, I am all for every rule change. I think the pitch clock is imperative. Keep it moving. Um, I don't want I, – I like having a ban in the shifts uh, because I just want to see more offense there. The bigger bases, as I said uh, uh, on the show the other day, let's not get pressures about our bases. The bases have changed in the past, and they're going to change again. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. So, hey, oh, thanks for uh, – um, you know, thanks for chiming in and asking some question. See, are there any other questions? Uh, Pete Rose should be in. Um, okay, you know, uh, the, this is a whole other podcast. I've talked a lot about Pete Rose and about why, um, you know, why the betting on games, even if you're betting on them to win, it is a bad thing for the game. But I've also made the point that we're looking at the Pete Rose question wrong. It isn't, should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Of course he should in terms of what he did on the field. The question is, does Pete want to be? I'm sure he'd like to be. I've made this point before. I believe that Pete doesn't want to be because the nanosecond he's in the Hall of Fame, he's no longer a story. He's no longer relevant. He's next relevant when he dies. He's in the Hall of Fame. What else is that? Why would Pete Rose ever be in the news now? Why would Pete Rose ever be on the public conversation of baseball? You know, Willie Mays is the greatest player, arguably the greatest player of all time. He's still alive. And the only time in recent years he's come up in any conversation has been when the Mets retired his number. There are wonderful Hall of Famers who are still alive who nobody talks about. And Pete Rose is still talked about every single year 
we have the Cooperstown, uh, the election. And he sets up at Cooperstown. He sells his autograph to Cooperstown and all this. He gets to play the martyr. But he got chances over and over and over again to get reinstated. And every single time he had that chance, he spat it back in their face. Pete, show us that you're rehabilitating yourself. Show us you're doing better. Then he sells his story for the for profit in the book, which put him in a bad light and made confirmed that he had been lying to all the people who could have gotten him in over the years. And he told the truth only if he got a profit from it. A few years ago, they were looking to reinstate Pete and said, Pete, show us you're not just gambling all the time. Show us you're moving away from the gambling life. And he set up a press conference outside of a casino in Las Vegas, where I believe there was gambling. Pete isn't in the Hall of Fame because he doesn't want to be in the Hall of Fame. Let me rephrase that. He'd like to be in the Hall of Fame. He'd rather make money from it. He'd rather make money from not being in the Hall of Fame and playing the martyr card so he can sign the martyr card and make some dough. So he's not in the Hall of Fame at his own choosing because he gets to play the martyr card. Think about it. You ask that question, Suket. Hey, Suket, tell me in the chat how old you are. Just type in the chat how old you are, okay? I'm curious about something. I saw Pete Rose play. In 1981, when he was with the Phillies, it was towards the end of his career. He was no longer the MVP of the league or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if, I'm, I haven't, I have, if Sukit types in, I hope he's one of the ones still listening here. If he types in how old he is, we can do a fun experiment here, which I think will kind of sort of let you know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Pete Rose last played a game in 1986 when he was a player manager of the Reds and a shell of his former self. He was no longer, forget an elite player, he was basically a pinch hitter. He wasn't, he was no longer a factor in the American in the uh, in uh, in Major League Baseball after the early 80s. He stuck around, he earned the uh all-time hit record, and then what, what what year is it here? It is, <laughs> it is uh 2022. How many years ago was 1986? That was 36 years ago. 36 years ago, he last played his game. Using the rule of seven, if you are 42 years or older, you don't really have a concrete memory of Pete playing. And that was Pete at the end of his life or the end of his baseball life. So let's really... Let's talk 82. And so if it was 82, then we're really talking, what, 40 years? 40 years since he was last a relevant baseball player? Using the rule of seven, if you're, you have to be 47 years old, 47 years old or younger, you don't really have an image of Pete Rose as a relevant ball player. And yet... He's still in the conversation, and he knows that. And he knows that if he gets in there, yeah, he gets his great ceremony. And now it's going to be a little harder for him because we're finding out these, you know, these things about him that are uh, not good. Not good, Pete. And if he had just sought the reinstatement 
back in 2002, back in 2009, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now, but then he couldn't profit from it. He would no longer be in the conversation. I guess Suk had maybe gone. I had asked him to post his age in there. But if he is younger than 47 years old, then my point has been proven. But we're going to have a fun weekend of baseball coming up. It is baseball. What am I? What am I, uh, Canadian right now? Let's go look to see what is happening in the uh, uh, the schedule for the weekend. I know the Mets are going to continue to play the Pittsburgh Pirates, which, you know, all the talk about an easy schedule. The Mets have lost some key games to some bad teams like Washington and Chicago. They got to start winning because they don't want to have the Braves creep up to them. Atlanta, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home, Atlanta's going to be playing the Phillies. Max Fried against Suarez. That should be a good series because the Phillies are trying to secure their playoff spot. And the Braves have images of repeating as National League Eastern champions dancing in their head. Uh, the Rockies and Cubs and the Marlins and Nationals are going to play in front of friends and family. The aforementioned Baltimore Orioles are heading to Toronto. And the Orioles have better win these games if they want to climb back into it. The hope for the Red Sox to finish the season with a 500 or better record, they're going to have to beat up the Royals. Uh, Michael Walker, who has been outstanding with the Red Sox, is pitching, and Sox fans better hope they get the uh, taste of the Yankee series out of their mouth. I mentioned Mets Pirates. The Rays are playing the Rangers. Kluber is pitching, coming off of a terrible game against the Yankees. Um the Rays are looking, you know, the hope for them to win the division is probably not there. They're going to have a scrum for the final, uh, which is going to be in the wild card spots. The Twins are playing the Guardians after the Guardians lost a one-game makeup to Chicago, the White Sox, earlier today. The Twins basically have to sweep if they want to get back into it because the horrific series that they had at home against Cleveland has done everything but sink their season. The White Sox and the Tigers White Sox better hope. What the White Sox better hope for is that the the Guardians and Twins get into a big tussle and they can sweep the Tigers. Step one, Giolito, who has been inconsistent, uh, going up against Manning of Detroit, who's actually uh, you know a pretty talented pitcher. The A's and the Astros are going on. Justin Verlander comes back to the game on Friday as the A's are uh, are visiting the Astros. If Verlander is back in full form, guess what? This is going to be an interesting October there. Uh, the Cardinals looking to secure the National League Central. Jack Flaherty is hitting the mound for the Cardinals. The Cardinals hope that he can play healthy and be part of the playoff roster. The Yankees are trying to clinch a division title, and the Brewers are kind of trying to scramble back into the wild card race. It's Frankie Montas versus Adrian Hauser. I'm predicting a 10-9 to game in that one. Uh, the Mariners inching closer to that first trip to the postseason since 2001. Robbie Ray is back in MVP, or at least Cy Young form, against Michael Lorenzen. Padres and Blake Snell are trying to get back into the playoffs and hold off, said Brewers. Madison Bumgarner, remember him? He's pitching for Arizona. Last year, when the schedules were made up, I bet they thought that the Giants-Dodgers series would have been for a lot more than Giant Pride or the Dodgers hoping to win 100 games. Uh, it's been a rough year for San Francisco. But, uh, you know, a few more wins, they may be able to avoid 90. Well, look it. This is it. There we go. 
Thanks for listening. This has been the weekend preview chat talk and discussing the true home run champion, whether you like it or not. This has been Locked On MLB for the 16th day of July 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.